You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. There we go. There it is. There it is. Is this thing on? <laughs> it is on. It is Monday morning. Uh, we're all feeling it, especially with the cold out there. We will talk more about what this system that everyone's talking about will hold. It will hold something. What exactly still to be determined? So we'll check in with meteorologist Randy Rico here in a moment. But first, we do have a couple of headlines to get to. The first of which, George Wagner IV, who was the first and only member of the Wagner family at this point to go through a full trial will be sentenced today. If you remember, last month he was found guilty on 22 charges, which include eight counts of aggravated murder. So he is set to be sentenced today at eight, or 10 o'clock, not 8 a.m. I don't know where I'm at. We'll, we'll get that together. <laughs> 10 o'clock in Waverly. Uh, but this is kind of the first step. Well, no, we've had the first step of them finding justice. We're kind of now at like what may start to bring this family some kind of resolve knowing that Jake pled guilty, Angela pled guilty, and then George will be sentenced. And then there is set right now to be a fourth trial for the for Billy Wagner, the father in this situation. But I don't know that we have all of the specifics on that just yet. Yeah, I think they're still waiting to wrap this one up before they uh, get going. So um, it, it looks like life sentences are going to be levied out um, for the aggravated murder charges. Death penalty is not on the table due to the plea agreement um, from uh, Jake's brother testifying against George. I'm still connecting yes, the family The, the, tr the family hard. tree it's, it's is difficult. long and winding it in is this hard. case. But we get there. We get there together. Um, so yeah, we've been on top of this case since the very beginning years ago and then when this trial started three months ago and lasted months on end. So uh, yeah, we'll be there to catch the ending of this one and we'll uh, keep everybody updated as it moves forward. Yeah, and I think a lot of people when they talk about this, keep tripping over themselves like Kelly just was about like, well, this is the first. Well, no, not the first, because we have had the plea agreements. The two and, plea agreements. And just right. the way that everything has kind of come together up to this point. Again, a little confusing. Um, but yeah, this is the first time that, uh, again, this was the first uh, person in this case that went to a jury that put it in the hands of some peers. Um, and now we're going to get uh, at least this chapter uh, close and yeah, well, remains to be seen if we do get that fourth one, uh, that uh, fourth trial, or if uh, another plea deal is struck. But that is a little far further into the future. A little further out, we'll have to wait and see. We also had a sad situation in Brown County, a deadly crash. Um, it sounds like uh, a woman and a juvenile who were in a car. The police say that the woman ran a stoplight. Uh, this was at Greenbush East Road in Brown County. Um, at 68 and then hit a car that had a couple and another juvenile inside the car. Um, the woman who was inside the car that was hit was killed. The husband and other child in that car were taken to the hospital uh, with pretty significant injuries. The person who police say ran the stop sign, that person and the juvenile in that car were treated for minor injuries. Uh, I saw a lot of chatter about this on the one Claremont County page of people just kind of wondering what was happening at that intersection. So if you were curious, we do have a little bit more information. Um, but yeah, sad situation. Uh, I think we'll probably get a little bit more today as we, I think a lot of people are gonna wake up unfortunately to this news and get the names uh, confirmed, but sad situation out there in Brown County. No, one of those things during a holiday week, um, yeah. you know, young people, so yeah. obviously they're in school. So, you know, we'll keep you updated on when we uh, learn more about what actually happened here, because there's uh, definitely some confusion there. Um, a big drug bust happening. Uh, Cincinnati PD were all over this uh, last week, but we just found out about it a couple days. Uh, eight pounds of fentanyl. They seized a bunch of guns and a bunch of cash as well. 
uh, the person that they found in these two drug busts uh, uh, issued the arrest warrant. Uh, he's back out on bond now. Um, but I think uh, the, the story here, you know, with eight pounds of fentanyl, that could kill about two million people. I mean, because it takes Just the tiniest amount. Sprinkle some salt in your hand. That's about the amount of that can, uh, if it gets in your system, you're going to be uh, uh, bad way. In, a, in a not a good place, right. And it's, you know, this was at two different scenes as they executed it. And kind of over the weekend, we all went, why, why was this not a bigger deal made last week when CPD <laughs> uh, executed all of this? So hopefully we can get a little bit more on uh, kind of what led them to this, if it was part of a larger investigation, and maybe that's why they weren't releasing a whole lot initially. Um, but two different homes, one in Westwood, one in the Cuff neighborhood, not too far from like UC Clifton area. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal. Um, any amount off the streets is good. I know there will be a lot of conversation about, you know, this person being out on bond, but that's how the system works. So uh, we will have to continue to follow the latest on that, I think, and get the updates from police on what proceeds from there, because, you know, hopefully they're watching that person very closely um, and, and finding out potentially other connections of what could be brewing around the city. But getting that off the streets is a very good thing. Yeah. You talked about the lethality of fentanyl. 81% of Ohio's overdose deaths in 2020 yeah. were due to fentanyl. So uh, not only uh, dangerous in terms of you just need that amount, but dangerous in terms of its impact uh, around Ohio as well. Yeah, they've had a lot of instances where it's being mixed with other drugs, and mm -hmm. whether it be uh, you know cocaine or ecstasy or whatever. But you're seeing a lot of people have issues where they had no idea that it was in there, that it was cut with right. fentanyl, and then they get in a bad way. So uh, yeah. Eight pounds off the street, which is great. Hopefully, uh, uh, more to come so we can hopefully bring an end to this opioid um, epidemic that we've been dealing with for years now. Years now. Uh, the final January 6th hearing happening today, I believe they have talked about how they are going to uh, discuss potential charges. Um, that is happening this afternoon. So mm -hmm. this is the also at the same time a trial against the Proud Boys member, Proud Boys members. Yeah, that's the right way to say that. I had to think about that for a second. Um, is supposed to be happening as well. Uh, they're talking about the timing of all of that. Should the January 6th thing wrap up before they start? They've already delayed that once, I believe. So they're talking about potentially delaying that again um, as they get into this last January 6th hearing. Um, but again, talking about the, the potential for what could come as a result of these hearings. Mm -hmm. uh, if anything, that's kind of a big part of the conversation. Yeah, just a referral to the DOJ is what is expected for obstructing an official of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the government and inciting or assisting in an insurrection. And the Justice Department will take it from there on whether they want to pursue those charges. But right. Also running with this, there's an investigation down in your old neck of the woods in Georgia. The uh, <laughs> attorney general there has been, oh, yeah. um, you know, investigating President Trump and uh, his alleged <clears throat> alleged meddling in the election down there. There's videotape that I think everybody was kind of like, wait, wow, when that came out, him asking for 11,700 votes, just enough to turn the election from Georgia, which went blue, mm -hmm. back over to red. So a lot of this is happening all at the same time. All at the same time. So it's kind of tough, you know, to keep straight what's happening to right. who and where it, it's and happening. That investigation in Georgia feels like they've gone back and forth about four or five times on whether right. or not yeah. Lindsey Graham is going to have to come in and yeah, testify. That's right, yeah. um, that Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, was actually just reelected. Um, of course, did not go along with any of uh, the requests yeah. of, and, and out of that. And testified at the hearing. Yeah, he went right. to D.C. and testified at the um, hearing. So, yeah, so 
a lot of players, a lot of names that you don't want to be familiar with but are familiar with. And uh, I don't even think I knew that this hearing was coming up until I was watching football yesterday and saw an ad for it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're still not yeah. done. Well, this is also <laughs> the time of the year that, where people joke, like, oh, okay, we'll visit this in 2023. You know, a lot of things, like, but, I mean, when it comes to these issues, they're already been scheduled. They've been mm -hmm. put on the calendar. And right. just because the rest of the world is starting to get into holiday zone, <clears throat> doesn't mean these things aren't still happening through this week. It's a working week for them. They have to make sure that they get to this. So we, we know that we know that very well. <laughs> yeah. We don't we don't we don't live in that world. So maybe that's why we are still aware that it's happening. Yeah, and it's important that they get it done because the House changes hands in just a matter of days. Right. So that hearing is going to be disbanded. Republicans exactly. have said they disbanded, you know, once they take power. So they've got to get it done. All right, we are going to talk about the forecast. I'm not even going to get into sports because I know that's going to turn <laughs> into a whole different ball game. The forecast is huge this week. It's going to be cold. We know that. What comes with it, we just don't know quite yet. Let's check in with meteorologist Randy Rico. All right, well, this morning we have mostly clear skies and temperatures that are down in the teens. This afternoon, clouds roll back in. Expect temperatures into the mid-30s. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday, all looking dry, but the late week system still has to come into focus. It does look like we'll get some rain transitioning over to snow. And as those temperatures drop on Friday, we could even have a flash freeze on the roads as strong winds and Arctic air take over for the weekend. So we do anticipate travel issues toward Thursday and Friday. All right. Lots to follow there. Yes, <laughs> yes, we will be continuing Those to follow until it being gets in here. the teens. I'm just not ready yet, but <laughs> it's coming whether I want it to or not. All right, now let's dive into the sports conversation. Was there sports this weekend? There uh, uh, was I, so uh, much this weekend. Maybe, maybe something. This, so much this, this weekend. This was, I'm not an NFL historian, but I would venture this was a top three NFL weekend of all time. Yeah. De depending on your fandom. Yeah, but <laughs> well, it could be the worst a, that if you're will. a Colts fan like myself. As a, I digress. As a Falcons fan, I know all too well that Matt Ryan has never seen a lead that he doesn't like to. We did talk about that. This, we did talk about that this morning already. Brothers in solidarity. That's there. right. That's right. <laughs> it was wild. There's so much going on this weekend, and I feel like I wasn't dialed in nearly enough. But watched the Bengals game, saw the second half. Thank goodness that that was all I really paid attention to because <laughs> it sounds like the first half we're just not going to talk about it anymore. Yeah, it, it just really couldn't get things going you know Joe threw a, a pick there early and then Tom Brady they just they just had it together then the, that field goal at the end it just kind of I guess it flipped the switch or the halftime yep. flipped the switch. yeah that, right that two time. minute a two minute drill where yeah. they unfortunately kind of sputtered and had to settle for that field goal but it wound Put up them on the board. at the time it was like well could have gotten a touchdown here oh well but then the defense steps up uh I don't know what happened. I don't know if the Bucks stopped running play action as the uh, broadcast crew was talking about. That was kind of Excuse what me. got the defense off kilter in the first half. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were able to get to Brady. There was uh, one span where in 10 plays, uh, the, the Bengals forced four turnovers, and that helped set them up with great field position and uh, get to get to the sixth straight win. Listen, there was a time where the Bengals could not make those halftime adjustments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, We have to look at the positive here. Like, yes, yep. you want them to play in the first half as well. Not that they weren't, but I mean, with all the injuries, we talked about that as well. There was a very, very notable time where the Bengals couldn't make the changes, make the adjustments at halftime and move forward. And they did in a very notable way. Yeah, and that's part of what Zach Taylor was talking about after the game. So talk about how previously this was a team that maybe wasn't battle tested. Well, now they're battle tested and ready for the playoffs. Also, with the Ravens loss on Saturday, 
Uh, we're Puts even burying the lead. Should be the headline. <laughs> yeah, but instead it's like, wow, how great. Yeah, uh, first place in the FC North. Uh, still control their own destiny more so than they did this time last week. Yeah, and it's so important to know know how to win in different ways, whether it's yeah. defensive, special right. teams, offense. Does it need to be a shootout? Does it need to be a slog fest where mm -hmm. it's, you know, they're that's, running the ball and the defense takes over? carries just, you through the postseason. Yeah, so uh, hats off to Lou uh, Anarumo, the, the Bengals defensive coordinator. I don't know what he said to the defense at halftime. I would love to be <laughs> it, a fly on the wall. <laughs> you know, as, as a former high school football athlete, I kind of know what the coaches are saying in those locker rooms, but uh, whatever he says, uh, yeah, it works. So a big win there six in a row six now, in a row and uh yeah on to new england next. on to new england who's reeling from <sighs> one of the uh weirdest losses baffling wow. plays you think you'll ever yeah, see that go back and watch yeah, that check, if you haven't yeah, it's it worth it's worth it uh because i know it was a huge weekend for steven let's just get to the world cup that's right des ritter <laughs> needs some more reps at at QB1, so yeah, which we'll also, also shouldn't be making his first start in week 15 right that's, that's a true too different conversation <laughs> but let's talk world cup <laughs> That was outrageous. It may have ruined soccer for everybody who loves it. Because <laughs> you, you, it's never going to be that good again. It won't be. I mean, you had Lionel Messi, the GOAT, period, end of story. You can talk, you know, Maradona. You can talk Cristiano Ronaldo. You can talk Pele. No, Lionel, Lionel Messi is the greatest of all time, period, end of story. I'll say it out loud. But then you have Kylian Mbappe on the other side. Has a hat trick for the defending world champion. At 23 years old. At tw yes. Oh, he's <laughs> a baby. It's just terrifying. That's, That's right. terrifying for him. And just for it to go... Argentina up 2 nothing, then France storming back and in the span of three minutes to tie it up. Go to overtime, Argentina goes up. France comes back with a penalty to tie it. Then you go to PKs on the biggest stage of the World Cup. You won't find anything better than that. It was wild. Argentina scored what we thought for about five minutes was the, the World Cup yeah. clinching yeah. goal. Yeah. Literally by a posterior with that new <laughs> yeah. 3D <laughs> offside camera, thing. Yes. The hand was equal with uh, an Argentinian backside. Uh, just... Just, yeah, a lot of people, you were talking about a lot of people saying the best World Cup final ever. I think best, I'd agree with best that. Soccer game ever. Um, best soccer it was game fantastic. Ever. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, and it was awesome because we, especially coming from a nation that loves football so much, we're like, oh, Brady Manning, Burrow Mahomes now. This was kind of the soccer version of that in a way. It was Messi versus Mbappe. I gotta, um, I gotta cut you off. Okay, that's We gotta fine. do our today's show. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> it's coming up here to. quickly. Yeah, Women's World Cup next summer, though. Next yeah. summer. It's coming. <laughs> we're getting into it. All right, we will see you tomorrow and catch you up more on the forecast.